Well, if you are like me and you're on a path of healing from something, something traumatic, something that you've gone through in your life, multiple traumatic events, whatever the case may be, even getting your life together, right? It's in disarray and it's time to get it together. Even that, or even trying to build something new for yourself can be really, really overwhelming. But one of the things that I think happens often that we don't talk about enough is how boring it can feel when you're trying to heal, when you're trying to work on something, when you're trying to get your life in order. And this is actually a completely normal feeling. But why do we push ourselves often to think that we shouldn't be bored or that we should be doing more exciting or glamorous things? We should be always discovering new places, new people, or trying a whole bunch of new things we've never tried before and we could feel stuck and stagnant, beating ourselves up when we're trying to heal. This is the episode for you if you are just like me in this same predicament. Let's talk about all of this in today's episode. Welcome. This is the Strength Yoga and Freedom Podcast, everyone. My name is Justin. I am so, so glad that you're here. So glad that you have either discovered this YouTube channel or this podcast on your favorite podcast platform because this is the podcast where we use the philosophy of yoga just in a very practical and everyday way because that's what we're living here, everyday lives. And we use our philosophy of yoga one small step at a time in, in our everyday lives to build our version of becoming happier and also driving in our purpose, looking for our purpose and taking control of the wheel, steering it in the lane, driving in that lane of purpose. So I wanna welcome you all here. Don't forget to keep checking out everything that's in these show notes, like following me on Instagram or engaging in listener support, joining our weekly newsletter. This community has been growing and I am so, so thankful for each and every one of you who regularly listens or watches this podcast because not only are the things I'm talking about helping me to heal on my healing journey, but my whole goal is to help you heal on your healing journey. And one of the things that we really get stuck on sometimes is feeling like we're not making progress, feeling like we are stuck, or feeling like life can be so boring and monotonous when it comes to walking down this healing journey. So why is it important to acknowledge the fact that it's not always glamour and there's not gonna be some big revelation every other day of these big aha moments? Why does it always feel like we're just sometimes going through motions all the time when we're walking down healing journey? Well, I wanna talk about that today and I wanna start this episode by really talking about that path of purpose and being serious about walking down the path of purpose. That, that pivot that your life is gonna take when we want to do something better for ourselves, for our families, for our children, for our futures. But it just seems so boring sometimes. <laughs> and so I wanted to do this episode now because I feel this way. I feel this overwhelming sense of boredom in my life. And I, I want to really be clear about something here. We're not talking about feeling lonely. 
We're talking about feeling bored. Like it's the same things over and over and over again for the majority of our lives. Not every single day. Of course, we need to talk about doing exciting things, celebratory things, which I just talked about in the last episode of this podcast, where this episode kind of got inspired by that last one because we talked all about celebrations. And, you know, for the majority of us with celebrations, if you hadn't had a chance to listen to that, we all think, oh, here comes my birthday. All right. I need to take off four days of work. You need to take off four days of work. You need to take off six days of work. You need to save up a thousand dollars because we're about to go on this vacation. And then, uh-oh, in three more weeks after that, it's going to be so-and-so's birthday. So we're going to have to do that all over again. And then guess what's going to happen? Everybody's going to be graduating and I've got to go to 17 graduation parties and I've got to do this and then there's a wedding coming up. Okay, so we have all these celebrations coming up for these huge events. We have to reorganize and rearrange things, but yet we don't do them and don't celebrate these celebratory things every single day in our lives. And then it leads to more boredom and it leads to feeling like we're doing the same things all the time. But yet there is some merit to practicing those celebratory things all year long, not just on your birthday. But there's also merit to embracing the boredom. So let's talk about this today. You know, there's days, in fact, most days, not all days, but most days, I feel like, and I don't know if, if you do too, I feel like I'm just going through the motions. You get up when the alarm goes off, you have your morning routine, you go to work, you exercise, you're checking in with the people you love, you're eating, you know, okay, so we're just, all of that stuff, right? The things that we're doing to keep ourselves happy and on purpose. And I am talking to those of you who are serious about making changes in your life. If you are not serious about making changes in your life, this podcast is not gonna help you because this podcast is about being open-minded enough to take a look at things a little differently than maybe you've been looking at them before. And one of the things that you can do is thinking about why you feel so bored every day when you're doing the same things and why you feel like at times you should be pivoting from these things where things should feel more exciting. And I want to talk about all of that because there are three specific reasons why changing your life, turning your life around or driving into your purpose can feel boring at times. There's three specific things. Now, there are more than three, but there are three that I really want to hone in on today. They're major things. Now, before I get into this, I want to tell you that I'm not just talking about boredom in a sense that we're laying around doing nothing, like laying on the couch, just watching TV, or you're just waiting around for other things to happen. That's not the boredom I'm talking about here. So if you're someone who just wants to wait around for that next thing to happen, that's not what we're talking about. That's not the boredom I'm talking about. And there's also merit, and I keep saying the word merit, but that's a really strong word. There's value, we can use that word too. There's value in laying down on the couch at times and recharging your battery by watching your favorite show on Netflix or watching your favorite soap opera, like I love my soap opera, right? So there's very, 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 very good outcomes and very good intentions behind sometimes taking breaks. But I'm not talking about feeling bored as though you have nothing to do or that you are just laying around all the time doing nothing. That's not the boredom. So sitting around waiting for something to happen or feeling bored all the time 
like you have no purpose or like you don't know what to do with yourself or that you're lost or that you can't perform day-to-day functions, that's something that could indicate that there's an underlying issue that you might want to talk to a medical professional about, right? That's not what we're talking about here. We're also not talking about feeling bored because you feel like you are alone or that you're lonely causing you to feel alone and you have no one to turn to. This is not what we're talking about. There is plenty of help out there if you feel like you need to take steps, like you're feeling hopeless. That's very different than what we're talking about here with regards to the the word boredom. All right. So I just want that to be out there for everyone to understand. So we're talking about boredom in a sense that we see, we feel like we seem to be doing the same things every day on repeat. And we're trying to make these changes in our lives, but yet we just feel like every day feels the same sometimes. This is the kind of healing when you're dealing with stuff like this that is really deep. It is rooted in discipline. So thinking about boredom and then thinking about discipline are sometimes we think they might be different, but they converge as one because the foundation of yoga it, it rooted it really at its kind of core is being a practice. So for those of you that don't uh, do yoga or have never practiced yoga, that's what we, we, we call it. We call it a practice because it's not a competition. It's not something where you're earning points in. Not that those types of things are bad in any way, shape or form, because everybody, I think it's healthy to have, to have competitive sports out there to push yourself and, you know, have endurance and so on and so forth. But when we're talking about yoga here, we're talking about a practice, a discipline, dharna, dharna, practicing one of the eight limbs of yoga, dharna, being concentration. You not only practice this on your yoga mat, but you are constantly concentrating on what you know you need to do in your life every day to move the needle forward in whatever that looks like for you, moving your needle forward. Concentration or practicing that discipline, dharna, unlocks big potential in your life, huge potential in your life. The person that you are going to be in one week from now, in a month from now, in six months from now, in a year from now, if you stay consistent with these disciplines that you involve in your life every day, the person that you become is going to look completely different than the person you are now. That's what I call the future you. And You've heard me talk about the future you when I talk about evening routines, which is also part of boring things we do every day. Because the morning you, the future you, loves when the evening you has done things to set up the next day, which feels boring, okay? So let's start with the first reason why life can feel boring when we're talking about driving ourselves into purpose. It's all about those habits, It's habits that are essential. Now, from a very young age, we all learned and we started to implement habits in our life. We learned how to do it and we started implementing them. From when you were first a really, you know, little one, you were a youngster and your parents taught you that you needed to clean up after yourself. Although, let's just be real here, some people still need to learn 
this habit, right? How many times have you said that to yourself? Oh my gosh, those people don't clean up after themselves and they've left my house. You know, you get it. But we're just using this as an example. Habits, that's one of the habits you may have learned is that when you're finished with your dish, you get up off the table and you put the dish into the sink or you wash the dish or whatever you do with it. It's those habits that you're creating. They're essential to your personal progress. Very, very important. Some of the habits that you start incorporating when you are healing or working towards something that automates your brain to work for you or instead of it working against you, right? Some of these habits that you start to build are boring, but this is still super important for us to understand. An example of this is the morning routine and as I just mentioned before about your future self, the evening routine. Just like you get into that car and you have the habit of immediately putting on your seatbelt, you are making your morning routines the habit and your evening routines a habit and you and they become non-negotiable. So just like you know that putting on a seatbelt in the car, it's just something you do. You sit down, you put the key into the ignition first maybe and then you put your seatbelt on. Or maybe you put your seatbelt on the second you sit down and then you put the key into the ignition. The seatbelt has become non-negotiable because it's ingrained in your subconscious. When things become ingrained in your subconscious, they become a part of you, of your daily habits, your daily routines, whatever they are. Putting on your seatbelt is one of those. And when you put that seatbelt on, you've already decided that the reason you needed to create this habit or you were taught this habit way back when you started getting into cars is because it's a safety measure. But waking up with the alarm, getting out of bed, staying off your phone for the first whatever, 30 minutes, hour, it doesn't matter, or reading or being in nature or doing journaling and writing and so on, are the same things, like that seatbelt. These are the things, the habits that you do. Your brain is encoding those things. And then, because you're doing these things every day, your brain starts to look for the things that you want to accomplish because they're ingrained, these habits are ingrained in your brain. And now your brain's like, oh, well, I know that it's important for me in the morning to wake up when the alarm rings, rings because if I don't wake up when the alarm rings, I'm going to feel like shit all day long because I'll hit the snooze button or I'll fall back to sleep or I'll start scrolling on my phone or I'm going to sit in my bed and I'm going to ruminate about all the nasty things that are going on or about what that person said or about the conversation I have to have and blah, blah, blah. Your brain understands then when you start to put these habits in place and you start to do these boring things that these are non-negotiables because you're headed towards something bigger. That's so important. If you do something else other than these habits in the morning, then that's what your brain's gonna focus on. Because where your attention goes, that's where you begin to work in your energy in your life. Even though it's boring to do the alarm clock and maybe it's boring to exercise in the morning or it's boring to do your journaling or you're like, God, what it, what could I possibly have to write about today? It's the same fucking thing I wrote about yesterday. That's okay. Your brain still knows, hey, writing stuff out is important so that I can look for the things in my day-to-day -day life that are important to me that are going to help me move towards purpose. This leads to to not only enhance purpose, but enhance productivity in your day. So if you wanna be a more productive person, you have to have a productive morning. It's just that simple. 
The same is true at night. Closing up your day is equally as critical as opening up your day. You get the stuff ready for the next day. You clean up the spaces in your house so that you're ready for the next morning with fresh, clean spaces. And you get rid of all your screen, your screen time, your phone time, your computers, your work, all of that at a certain time at night. Maybe you stop eating earlier on in your evening or you stop drinking alcohol so so far out in advance that it's not going to interrupt your sleep because alcohol affects your sleep. That kind of stuff. Uh, you, you, you do whatever you need to do to ensure that you're going to be able to get your rest because getting rest is important for being a productive, healthy person who is driving their life in the lane of purpose. If you don't rest, you know how tired you feel. You know how shitty you feel the next day. So when you start to build habits, you start to train yourself also to push through when you don't want to because you know you can just like exercising. Now, exercising is the thing that everybody has the most excuses for, right? We blame the fact that we cannot exercise on everything and everyone else. That's what we do. And the most excuses is for exercising. So you know that it's never your fault that you can't exercise, right? It's always some some other reason why you can't exercise. My kids have all these things. My partner has this. My life is so busy. I have this. I have that. I have to work. I can't get up. I can't go to bed. I can't da 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 da. You have all the excuses. I have all the excuses. We all have all these excuses. If you do not, however, exercise in a routine fashion, which is boring, it's so boring then your body is going to deteriorate faster than you can imagine. And while there are things that will help you feel better temporarily, as we know, exercise is the thing that provides long-lasting results. Most people, most, are not able to exercise in a routine. For those of us who do hate exercising, like me, I hate exercising. Hate exercising. You may hate exercising too, but for those of us who do, we know we have to do it anyway because you're fighting a hard fight for yourself. It's that habit you're creating and it's not fun. It's boring. It's not glamorous, but the results are absolutely incredible. I didn't want to exercise today and my exercise time was 12 noon, 12 noon. Because I had things I had to do earlier in the day. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got to get to the yoga studio. I got to get on my mat. It was a 45-minute class. I didn't want to do it. I did not want to do it. Even the fact, just picking up the towel and the headband to get into this class, I felt that, ugh, that sense of like, oh, I don't want to do this. But for, but you have to do it because now, I'm, now here we are, you know, it's three, it's three 30 almost now. And I took that class at noon. I feel so amazing. Now, if I wouldn't have done that at 12 noon, I would feel like shit right now. And by the way, for those of you that can exercise because you're motivated to, and because you actually love doing the work, I applaud you. I admire you. I, I think I, I'm jealous of you on, in a, in a healthy way. Cause I am not like that. Those of you who exercise when it fits your schedule, your kids' schedule, your parents' schedule, or anyone else's schedule, I would really consider your relationship with physical exercise. Because the more you put it off and the more you put everybody else's schedules ahead of yours, the harder and harder and harder it becomes to continue to exercise. 
then you wind up not going for a week or not going for a month or whatever it is. And trust me, I've been teaching yoga for a long time. I have heard every excuse. I've seen all the excuses. I've heard all the reasons why. And I have been the person who has had all the reasons why. And I've had to squash those reasons why because even though it's boring, the results are incredible. And it doesn't matter what type of exercise it is. The movement of your body is critical for your health and your success and your productivity. So habits, habits, habits. Building the habits you need and listen, you have to shut the voice up in your head that talks you out of the habits you know will be good for you, like exercising. Yes, it's boring to drag yourself out of bed and trudge down the stairs for your coffee and then trudge to get the journal or trudge to go outside and get your few minutes of air, fresh air or sunshine or whatever you do, getting yourself in nature. But you know that you're going to feel better once you do it. You know how to build habits already. Everybody who's watching this or listening to this already knows how to build habits because you know how to pick up that phone and without thinking about it, start scrolling Instagram. You know where Instagram is on your phone, don't you? you the minute you open your phone, you, can, you know where to go. Even if it's not on your first home screen, you know you can swipe and there it is. And you subconsciously just and you go right to Instagram and then you start your notifications or wherever you start scrolling or maybe you go to a particular person or whatever it is. You already know this. You've created this habit. You already do it, right? You know this. You do it over and over and over. I've just proven to you that you already know how to create a habit. You've done it with your social media. You've done it with your text messages. You've done it with your work emails, right? You, you know that. You have to decide that the other habits that you're putting in place to get your shit together you have to make the decision that those are going to be just as impactful to you or meaningful as scrolling Instagram is. Now, the second thing that I want to talk about, we, so that was a whole big thing on habits, which is so important and why habits are so important. But the second thing is a takeoff from habits, and that is doing the things that you don't like doing because either you're afraid, you don't have the motivation, or you have had past experiences that are hard to move on from. And we just talked all through the month of uh, July and June, for that matter, on this podcast, about doing things that are hard, that we don't want to do, or that we don't have motivation to do, or that aren't going to feel good when we're doing them, and blah, 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 like exercising, right? Now, let's use me as an example on this one. I, I'm a very feel, fearful person, period. It's just something that I, that I live with, that I understand about myself now, but I... I'm a fearful person. And I also am a person who always thinks about the worst scenario in my mind. Anytime I have an ache or a pain, first thoughts go to this is going to kill me or this is going to be cancer or this is going to be this, right? That's how I think. That's how I've always thought. That's just who I am. Now, that doesn't mean that I cannot work through things when it comes to the fears or the anxiety that I have. And you see... I love to catastrophize things. I love to think it's going to be a catastrophe. And I also love doing the things that aren't healthy for me. And if you caught my episode, well, by the time you see this one, that episode will have been out about a month ago, maybe a little bit more, but it was about why I quit drinking alcohol. Then you know the struggles that I have faced or maybe you have faced if you've tried to quit something like that. So maybe you can relate to that. But when you start to understand that there are two voices that talk to you in your head, one is telling you to kind of take it easy and safe. 
Uh, and one that is the actual voice, like your inner voice, your the whispers. Oprah Winfrey calls those whispers. You could call those anything. You could call them the voice of God or whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter, but it's inside of you. It's that voice, right? You've heard both voices. The one that's the whisper, the one that comes from your soul, the one that says, just go for it, go for it. The results are going to be incredible, blah, 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 blah. You know that voice. When you understand that you can listen to that voice and not the one that's like, but if you do this, then this is going to happen. So you have these two conflicting voices all the time, right? When you start to understand that you have these two voices and that you have this little window of time to make a decision when there's an opportunity, when you start to understand that, big things are going to happen. So what I mean by that is, let's use drinking. Okay, so I'm not drinking now. Right now, there's no drinking. So if I feel stressed, which happens to me often, which happens to you often, because stress is a normal uh, emotion that we all feel. So if I feel stressed or I get anxious or something tests me, then suddenly there's going to be an opportunity. And I am going to hear a whisper. And I'm also going to hear this other voice. So the other, the first voice is going to say things like, I think you can handle one drink. It's just one drink. It's not going to kill you. You'll be okay. It won't, you're not going to be hung over. It's not going to affect you that much. It's still early enough in the day. You could probably just have a glass of wine. And then there's going to be this other voice that says, okay, you're strong. You know how not, how amazing you feel when you don't drink. There's like just a few seconds to decide what voice you're going to listen to. And it's in that time, that window of time to act on your purpose. That's when you go back and you shift back to concentration. Remember at the beginning of this episode, I talked about Dharna. So there's Dharna and then there's Dharma. Dharma is your purpose. And when you remind yourself, whoa, my purpose is I am moving towards X, Y, Z. You start to listen to this other voice. And then when you hear that other voice, that actual voice of your soul, then you make the decision and you have to do it quickly or that moment's going to pass and all that other crap's going to take over, right? All of it's going to take over. So you may actually hear physical voices when you're in this growth phase and you're healing where you hear people blathering on and on and on about how proud they were that they were drunk last night and were able to come to work the next morning and just work through their hangovers. You may hear that voice too. That's not just in your head. You hear it from other physical people. I hear that a lot too. And so you have to remember you have an opportunity. It's fast though and you got to act on it really quickly. Another example with this for me is heights. Now I love, you know I love my theme parks. I love my roller coasters and my rides. But going up high anywhere freaks me out. And I can either let that control me and say, well, I'm not going to go on any more roller coasters because I'm afraid to go up high. Or I can push through all that because once I've gone up that very first hill or whatever I'm doing, or if I have to go up something that's high and then I can see amazing things, once I've pushed through that, it has never been an issue. I've always been able to work through it, and I've always been able to enjoy what comes after that initial push. You see, the same is true in your life. The more you practice doing the things that you're afraid of, that are healthy, by the way, not unhealthy, or uh, could hurt you, clearly, like we have to exercise common sense here. 
But the same is true in your life. Practicing doing the things you don't like doing is so exciting, but it can also be boring. Okay, I got to talk myself into this again. Again, I have to go. I have to say to myself, nothing's going to happen. Just get in the in the ride vehicle and go, right? You, If you can tell yourself that in those first five, six, seven, eight seconds, things are going to change. And it's not exciting. It's boring. But you can do it. You can do it. So it truly bleeds every into every area of your life when it comes to these 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 like doing things you don't want to do. I, I don't like heights, but I have to get but I don't want to drive, you know, three days from the east coast of the country to the west coast of the country to experience something on the west coast. I'd rather fly. It takes four hours. So in order to fly, I have this fear of heights though. But I can either listen to the voice that says, don't book the plane ticket because you're going to go up high into the air, or I can listen to the voice that says, just fucking do it because you know that when you get there in four hours, you're going to be happier than driving for three freaking days. It's those things that are going to allow you to create bigger and better things for yourself. So let's move on to number three. There is no secret potion or solution to living a better life for yourself. Now, how you define a better life is different from how I define it or how someone else defines it. But what I can tell you for 100% certainty is that if you think that there is a pill that you can take, that you can suddenly be more productive and purpose-driven, you're very, very, very highly mistaken. There's tools you can use. There are of course, pills you can take to help you with other things, symptoms of other things. And I'm not suggesting you shouldn't take medication that you've talked to your doctor about or whatever. I'm talking about you thinking there might be this pill that you're like, and you know, I'm talking metaphorically here. It, you know, there's just this cure-all and it's coming. And once this cure-all comes, ah, everything's just going to be so easy. That's just not how it is. There is no magic cure or pill. There just isn't. So we have these tools we can help that'll help us. It's a discipline. It's just like yoga. Discipline. You do the things that you're already doing, like getting your coffee in the morning. How many of you love to stop at the coffee shop for your coffee every single day? How many of you like to do that? I love getting coffee. I don't do it every day, but I love stopping and getting coffee. You know how to make... Though that part of a morning routine. You know that you want to stop at your local coffee shop before you go to work to get your coffee. So now you already know that you can create a routine. When you go to the coffee shop, you probably order, you pay, and you get your coffee and you start drinking it. What I'm talking about here is that using the habit-forming power you already have to create new habits for yourself without thinking or hoping or wishing or wanting something else to happen like this magical pill or magical spell or magical potion that's going to come over you and just suddenly make you this big productive person. If you know how to create those habits like going to the, the coffee shop and getting coffee, then you are going to be able to create habits that transform you into things that are going to move you forward, transition you into places that will move you forward, transition you into knowing people that are going to move you forward. So there's no, okay, I've done it. I'm here. 
I've gotten my coffee. Now I'm never going to want to have coffee ever again. Well, that doesn't happen. You know you want coffee again the next day. The same thing happens for your life. You want more things. You want something better for yourself. And so that's your purpose. There's moments in life where you are going to realize I have to do this because I have to stay in my purpose. And look, things happen. There's, there's a lot of times in your life where unexpected things happen. And when you are in flow of your life by determination, by strength, by power, by purpose, those moments will feel a little easier to handle, whether they're good or bad, because you, because you aren't all over the place without any type of direction. When you have these sets of habits and systems in place, you're, you have built them. You've built the habits and the systems you need to manage your day-to-day life. Which, folks, isn't always going to the coffee shop and leading a conga line down the freeway. That would be exciting. But we just don't have time, nor do we have the ability to be, or safety, to be doing that every day. So it's not exciting to get your coffee every day. But the what I'm trying to say here is, you getting your coffee every day doesn't necessarily mean it's exciting, but you already know how to do it and you can do that with other things in your life. You just like doing it with coffee because coffee feels good for you, but you can do it with other things. And if you can push yourself to do other things that you're afraid of or that scare you or that have or have been things you've done in the past that you know have given you an outcome that have been like shaky, but yet you've overcome it and you've done it, like getting off of an airplane, for example. If you know you can do those things, which you can, you have the ability to implement whatever you can in your life to help you grow in a a direction that's insurmountable. It's just unbelievable. And so you cannot wait for the best days to come to feel like you're in control. That day is today. That time is now to start thinking about what are the things that I can do in my life that are going to help propel me into the next chapter. And by the way, before we conclude, let me hit you with this one because this is huge when it comes to building your life through habits that can be boring. If you are surrounded by a friend or friends where the commonality between you is alcohol or something, some other type of drug or stimulant that you use and you do this together on a regular or semi-regular basis, I want to think of, I want you to think about the conversations you're having with these people that you have in your life that you say that, that, that you call your friends. Is your conversation rooted in the value of each other and what you bring to the world, your goals, your purpose, your dreams, who you are? minus any alcohol, is, is is that really the conversation you're having with your friends? That means you don't talk about how your friend helps you home when you're drinking. That's not all you talk about. It means we're talking about what you're doing to enrich ease each other's lives on a real and true human-to-human, bare-bones, raw connection. Not talking about what you did when you were drinking or planning to do things with, with that involves drinking or talking about things that happen after you drank or what you ate when you drank or after you drank or before you drank. What is your relationship based on? The reason I'm bringing this up is because, because if your relationships revolve around nothing but alcohol, all you have is a relationship with alcohol. You don't have a relationship with another person. 
alcohol is the thing that's binding you. And when shit gets real in life, and this is where this is leading to, when things get real, these are the friends that are not going to know how to handle the big things. They're not. And guess what? Sometimes this means that when there's no alcohol involved, you and your friend are going to get really fucking bored, aren't you? So you're going to have to start figuring out what other things you can do to pull the greatness out rather than just drinking a bunch of alcohol. It doesn't mean you need to be out every single night doing what you're doing, risking your life, drinking alcohol and getting behind the wheel of a car. It means you're sitting quietly while maybe you and your friend paint together or you write music or you listen to music. Whatever it is, there's a common thread there. And while that may seem boring compared to having alcohol as a binding agent to make things more exciting, there's a lot to be said about relationships that don't rotate around something that's external. And so it's important to look not only at yourself and the habits you're creating, but who you are hanging around with, with regards to pushing yourself towards purpose. Because if you take alcohol out of the equation or you take some other common thing that may make you feel like shit the next day, which you know and I know that alcohol makes you feel like that because you get hungover. If you take that out, what's left? It might be boring. And if it is boring, it might be time to, to either change friends or find new commonalities in the people you're around because that's what's gonna help propel you into a new chapter of your life, the path of healing. So take a look back at the three things that we've talked about today. Your habits, doing the things that you do not wanna do all the time, but yet you know you need to do them because you're going to create freedom for yourself. And finally, understanding that there's no secret potion or pill or secret solution to getting living a better life, but it could feel boring at times because you're creating the discipline. And listen, when you create these disciplines and you change the way you're thinking about the people in your life and who you're around, if they're dragging you down or whatever it is, the more you think about all of this and the more you act on it and practice it, the happier your days become. And I'm not saying every day is gonna be happy because it's not gonna be that way. And I'm not saying every day you're gonna feel like you're ready to go get them. But the habits help build the mental strength and ability, just like that seatbelt, that will propel you to the next chapter of your life. Until next Tuesday when we speak again, I hope you take some time to think about this because you deserve all the happiness in the world. And that's what I'm here to do, give you advice to help you move your life into the direction of happiness. Take it or leave it, up to you. We'll see you next time. Okay, one last thing. The content in the Strength, Yoga, and Freedom podcast is not intended as a replacement or a substitution for the advice of any medical professional, like a physician, a psychologist, or a qualified therapist, or any other medical professional. It is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only.